This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. He went a few times after what he calls MAGA Americans, uh, scowling at that entire group of people who make up um, you know, I mean, I don't know if MAGA Americans make up half the country, but you've got a lot of people who don't support this president in that. Ah, uh, yes, Martha McCallum on Fox News on Friday talking about Joe Biden's hate speech in Bluebell, Pennsylvania on January 5th, which they naturally called his January 6th Valley Forge speech. Truth is not really their thing. Know what I'm talking about? We got a little Jody Foster in the news today, too. You know, taxi driver Jody Foster. I think she was at that, uh, they were giving out statuettes last night, weren't they, Hollywood? I think Jody Foster was there. I wonder if John Hinckley was playing guitar in the, in the band. Jody Foster, who's 61 years old, hit by backlash after calling Gen Z, quote, really annoying in the workplace end quote, as she slammed for using divisive, tired, and bizarre rhetoric, Jodie Foster. She used to be an actress, you may remember her, and then had that whole John Hinckley thing, shot the president and a number of other people, Ronald Reagan, because John Hinckley was obsessed with with Jodie Foster. And I just, I got to suggest to, to Gen Z, you know, when it comes to their backlash, you better be careful because John Hinckley's loose again. The Democrats let him go. He's out there running around. He pretends he plays the guitar now, and he pretends he holds concerts, and he sells out the tickets to Democrats. In fact, John Hinckley sells John Hinckley T-shirts, and the Democrats buy them so fast that John Hinckley complains that he can't keep them in stock because the Democrats keep buying them up. But never mind that. That's not really important right now. Uh, also, a rocket launched out of uh, the Kennedy Space Flight Center at, uh, at Cape Canaveral in Florida. And it is going to the moon and carrying ashes, remains, from, well, a number of Star Trek people who will apparently have their, their some of their remains deposited on the moon, which is pretty kooky, isn't it? Ought to be a song about that, I think. Crazy stuff. You got a Muslim Democrat being sworn into office, refuses to take the oath of office. And whether you hear about this one, she is a Democratic extraordinaire. I think Biden's going to bring her to Washington, bring her into the administration. Also, we have the uh, USA, Team USA, wins gold medal at the World Junior Championship in hockey. Uh, the U.S. against Sweden. They play hockey there, Sweden. And our teens won. And uh, I, I don't think ESPN has carried. I don't think they've showed the game. I don't think they carried it at all. And the uh, the young the members of the team they sang the national anthem like nobody's business. And where do you hear them? Because the left is very angry about this, and they're racist about it too because it's hockey, you know. So interestingly, they're a bunch of white guys on the USA team. But never mind that. And it did remind me of an old Saturday Night Live moment that I want to uh, share with you today as well. 
Uh, also an extraordinary story out of Chicago. Migrants, the illegal aliens, the Chicago Sun-Times likes to call them migrants, illegal aliens by the thousands. Migrants' mental health in Chicago, a looming crisis. Didn't President Trump say that these countries were emptying out all their mental institutions and sending them to the United States like Fidel Castro did during the Mariel boat lift? Well, now the Chicago Sun-Times is, uh, is affirming what President Trump warned us about, uh, that the mentally ill people are flooding our country, and that's how the Democrats know that they'll vote for them because they're mentally ill, and the Democrat Party has pretty much locked down the mentally ill vote. No doubt about that. And we've got the uh, dim-witted Alejandro Mayorkas. He's uh, headed down to the border today. Is this his first time? He's going to Eagle Pass. Says he's going to go see what it looks like down there because, you know. And mandates came back for a minute in St. Louis because a radical left-wing extremist with a thimble full of power mandated that everybody has to start wearing masks again. And then she was uh, put into a prison cell and... um, it was uh, sunk to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. But, all right, that last part didn't happen. But, but where do you hear about this? She's just another Democrat. Crazy. Also, the Secretary of Defense is missing, and it's, it's like a made-for-TV movie. He went in, Lloyd Austin is his name. He's a retired four-star Army general, and he's the Secretary of Defense. And he decided to go into the hospital for what they say is an elective procedure, which may or may not be gender transformation uh, or maybe some kind of an embarrassing thing. He might might be. They say it's elective. What kind of elective surgery? And then, and he went home the next day. Then a couple of days later, he was feeling really bad and a lot of pain. So an ambulance came and took him. The Secretary of Defense now. An ambulance came and took him to Walter Reed Army Medical Center. And the president never knew about it. The Deputy Secretary of Defense, who assumed the duties of the Secretary of Defense, was never told about it. She really has no business being acting Secretary of Defense either. And we've got uh, that going for us. And now he's still in the hospital. It's mysterious. And he's the Secretary of Defense. And, you know, we're shooting at Houthis in the Red Sea. And we've got we've got uh, Iranian warships in the Red Sea. We've got piracy going on in the, uh, what is the Arabian Gulf and... And uh, we've got war in Ukraine, Russia, and we've got war in Israel and the Middle East. We've got war all over the place since Joe Biden took over. And our Secretary of Defense just decided, to, uh, I'm going to go into the hospital and never come back. I don't know what's going on with that. but And they're not telling us what the medical procedure was. It might violate his hippo. You know, you don't want to violate his hippo. They hate that, those hippos. Amazing stuff. So he remains hospitalized mysterious procedure, uh, home, and then rush to the hospital in an ambulance and all that good stuff. Just uh, just crazy Democrat Party stuff. I am telling you. Let me tell you. All right, so uh, where do we want to go? We've got so much to get to, don't we? Oh, yeah, let's go to uh, J.P. Morgan. I want to go to J.P. Morgan, don't I? And that'll bring us to Joe Biden and to Barack Hussein Obama. Can you say Barack Hussein Obama? Or is that not allowed because the field marshal might come to my house and uh, tell me that I can't say that? It's the left. They're not liberals. All right. J.P. Morgan strategist predicts Joe Biden will drop out of presidential race between Super Tuesday and the November election due to health concerns. I wish we, we could probably go find the recording, the video that uh, 
that I posted months ago about how Joe Biden was going to drop out of the race. But a, an interesting development, a strategist at J.P. Morgan who predicts stuff because, you know, they want to know what the markets are going to do and everything. The strategist, Michael, I'm going to go with uh, Symbolist, Symbolist, C-E-M-B-A-L-E-S-T, Symbolist, going with that. And uh, he's the chairman of market and investment strategy for J.P. Morgan Ash Asset Management. Sounds like a serious job, doesn't it? And he, uh, it's part of his annual outlook report. He puts together, and it's, you know, we're in January, so and it's an election year. And so they go to, to Michael for his annual outlook report, since he is the chairman of the market investment strategy for J.P. Morgan Asset Management. And, you know, it covers a whole wide range of topics, um, state, uh, government, the economy, market trends, global risk, right? And... Symbolist, he, he wrote in his thing among the surprises, uh, according to the Gateway Pundit, Symbolist predicts the following top 10 surprises for 2024. Well, they won't be surprises if he's right, though, right? And, and it's like a, you know, a Dave Letterman top 10 list back when Dave Letterman was in comedy instead of mental illness. But number one, the U.S. dollar remains stable. We should have a drum roll between... The Department of Just, Justice and FTC win a big antitrust case. I don't know what that is, but okay. Number three, President Biden withdraws sometime between Super Tuesday and the November election, citing health reasons. Biden passes the torch to a replacement candidate named by the Democratic National Committee. And will that be Michelle Obama is the, is the query. Now let's... I've played you the audio before, and I make note of this because it ought to be noted from time to time. Joe Biden in um, 2020, when he was running for president, before he was elected, I believe, right? Isn't this before the election? Joe Biden telegraphed that, you know, if he, guys, because he'd have a disagreement with Barack Obama every now and then. And, and when he did, he just <clears throat> went whimpering away into the corner and bumped into furniture and stuff. And now, what happens if, if he finds himself in a conflict, which he finds himself in right now? Joe Biden told us in 2020. When we disagree, it'll be just like, so far, it's been just like when Barack and I did. If, if, if I reach something where there's a, a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. He's talking about disagreeing with his own vice president. And then apparently she'll win the argument, even though she's brain dead also. And she's the vice president, the junior partner. And he will develop a mystery disease and he will go away. And that's what Michael Symbolist is talking about here. President Biden withdraws sometime between Super Tuesday and November election, citing health reasons, right? And then he will pass the torch to a replacement candidate named by the Democratic National Committee, Sieg Heil. Right? And that reminded us also of uh, Barack Obama, because Barack Obama, you may recall, you know, he's not on our side. The United States of America, he's not on our side. He's not even on the side of Western civilization. His uh, mentor, his young man, Frank Marshall Davis, was a communist, 
And uh, you may be aware that Barack Obama brought in Van Jones to the White House, self-described communist at the time. Now he's apparently a capitalist since CNN pays him a lot of money. And he made uh, John Brennan, also known as penitentiary face Brennan, made him CIA director, even though he is an old Communist Party guy himself. John Brennan voted for the Communist Party candidate Gus Hall for the presidency of the United States. Do you know a lot of people that voted communist and that self-describe as communist? No. No, I don't either. But you may recall what uh, Barack Obama said. You know, this is Joe Biden's term as president. He's really a placeholder. He's a sock puppet, and, and Barack Obama is behind the curtain. Do you wish, like, you had a, a third term? If I could make an arrangement where I had a, a stand-in, a front man, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats. Then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was doing all the talking and ceremony. I'd be fine with that. It'd be fine with that. You may recall the story that I shared with you, uh, dutifully reported by a Washington outlet, that um, lots of cars that belong at the Biden White House, because they belong to Biden staffers, and these cars can be found parked at Barack Obama's $10 million mansion off of Embassy Row in the shadow of the main mosque in Washington, D.C. And what are these Biden White House people doing spending their days day after day at the Biden mansion off of Embassy Row when perhaps should be elsewhere, Hmm. like at the White House, doing their jobs? No. No, that's uh, pretty amazing stuff. Pretty amazing stuff. Yes, it is. Now, um, that's a fun story. J.P. Morgan strategist predicting that Joe Biden will not be the nominee on Election Day, that he will drop out, citing medical reasons, and the DNC will pick his replacement. They uh, waiting until after Super Tuesday as well. Joe Biden is obviously the heir apparent to his own um, nominating process and, and, uh, and so on. But remarkable stuff. Uh, also, you know, Barack Obama scared of Trump's return in 2024, but Joe Biden ignores his warning, is one headline. Biden campaign aligned with Obama, is the Axios left-wing Washington, D.C. bootlick headline. Despite his reported criticisms, Joe Biden has got to go. Now, are they going to put Michelle Obama in there at the convention in Chicago? Are they going to riot and loot and burn the city of Chicago down like in 1968? Joe Biden says Donald Trump wants all-out war. That's what Joe Biden said on Friday in his hate speech. His big speech, not on January 6th, not in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, but filled with hate and vitriol. And he's headed to South Carolina next for another hate speech where racial division will be the order of the day, an accusatory form of racial division. I've got that coming up for you. The Mother Emanuel AME Church in South Carolina. Why would Joe Biden be going there? And why is the Secretary of Defense still in the hospital for nobody knows what? And why did he keep it a secret from the White House and the National Security Advisor and even the Deputy Secretary of Defense who took over his duties? What is up with that? We are at 888-630-9625.
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yeah, now Joe Biden is next going down to a black church in South Carolina where nine people were murdered nine years ago by a killer Dylan Roof who hung out with his black friends, and his black friends say there was nothing racist about him. He initially wanted to attack a city college nearby, but found that there was armed security there, so he chose a different target. And Joe Biden's going to go fan the flames of racism while ignoring nine black homicides in Chicago over any given weekend, because those murders don't serve the political interests of the Democrat Party. And I will explain what's wrong with Joe Biden's uh, thing. And, and Joe Biden, Trump wants all-out war. That's uh, Joe Biden's rhetoric. All-out war is what Trump wants. Let's go to the uh, telephones. Let's go to Sean, calling from Lancaster, South Carolina. Sean, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris Plant. Hey, Sean. Hey, I just want to know, did you, did you get to watch the, the January 6th um, speech, not on January 6th? Did you watch that? I did. Okay, can you just tell me, and and then depending on the answer, I'll go back and watch it because I'll probably need to. Did he give his word as a Biden? (laughs) I I do not recall him giving his word as a Biden. No, I don't. No, (laughs) he has done that before, though, and that is pretty funny. Yeah. Biden, and by God, that's God's law. But all right, I'm going to skip the speech then. But thanks anyways, Chris. I appreciate your help. Sure, you bet. I, I would skip the speech if I were you. I Honestly, I would. I, uh, I watched it on Friday afternoon, and then yesterday morning, my best girl and I were at home, and I put the speech on at home on the Jumbotron, and my best girl was reading other stuff, and I was going through it, and I was uh, actually texting Michael Piercy while this was happening, and I was, I was watching the speech and sending along sound bites that I thought that we might want to use. But he did not, uh, Sean, give his word as a Biden, which is a pretty funny turn of phrase, I've got to say. Uh, you know, I guess he gave his word to the Chinese, and he's making good on a, his word to the Chinese. Of course, they gave him millions of dollars. We didn't give him millions of dollars, the American taxpayers, the American voters. So he probably doesn't feel like he owes us anything, I'm thinking. We've got that, uh, we've got that coming up. Joe Biden and uh, Donald Trump we have coming up and why remove the statue of William Penn. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen.
You know, Democrats in Pennsylvania are now on uh, jihad to tear down a statue to William Penn. The state of Pennsylvania is named for William Penn. And, um, you know, he is a colonial figure. A Quaker. Pennsylvania is known as the Quaker state. Right? And uh, William Penn was born in England in 1664. A Quaker founded what was then the province of Pennsylvania during the British colonial era. He came over with a shipload of Quaker people uh, from England to escape religious oppression by the crown of England. And, and if he were alive today, he'd see that it was, uh, it was live here once again. Pretty extraordinary stuff. But William Penn in the 1880s came over here on a, on a, on a small wooden ship. <laughs> with a hundred and some odd people on a ship that was a hundred and some odd feet long. And he founded Pennsylvania. Now, the, uh, that's why it's called Pennsylvania, because of William Penn. Huh? And the Democrats now want to tear down the statue of William Penn because they're hostile to the United States of America. The Democrat Party is not liberal. They're the left. And they love, like the Taliban does, tearing down history, just American history, you know, where is it in Portland, Oregon, where they have that larger-than-life statue of Vladimir Lenin, and they love it? It's a bronze statue of Lemon, I, uh, Lenin. I believe that's in, uh, uh, not, not John Lenin, Vladimir Lenin, the, the Bolshevik. It's Seattle. It's, I knew it was either Portland or Seattle. It's in Seattle. And it's a, like a 10-foot-high bronze statue of, uh, of Vladimir Lenin, Vladimir Ilyich Yulinov, his real name. They all use fake names. But... But they're fine with that. Nobody's trying to tear that down. At the same time, Penn Park, it's called Penn Park. The National Park Service put out a press release. This is the Biden administration's National Park Service Interior Department tearing down William Penn from Penn Park in Pennsylvania because they are here to dismantle our country. They should probably rename the state after George Floyd, don't you think? Maybe it'll become Floydovania, Georgiavania. Not too much like George Washington. It'll be George Floydovania. Penn Park seeks input on the rehabilitation of Welcome Park. It's called Welcome Park. Independence National Historical Park. And this is what the National Park Service is saying. Now, the Biden administration, here's the, the next headline from the Fox News people. Biden administration removing William Penn statue in, quote, rehabilitation, end quote, of park commemorating founding of Pennsylvania. But the Democrat Party is tearing down our history, destroying our history. And, and you know what? I, I, when it comes to taking down the statue of William Penn, I'm sure there are good people on both sides. Right? William Penn statue removal announced for a park that sits on his former home, it's where William Penn lived, you see, and there is a, a bit of a um, a bit of a memorial. Uh, I think the remnant of of his home that is there, and they're getting rid of that too. 
because they're hostile to the United This is what an invading army would do. This is what the Chinese Communist Army would do if they conquered the United States of America with military forces. They would get to work doing what the Democrat Party is doing, tearing down our history. Commies love tearing down history. The Taliban loves tearing down history. And the Democrat Party loves tearing down history. This is quite extraordinary, all of this. All of us tearing down William Penn. And again, the Confederate statues in Richmond is what led to the, uh, the violence eventually there. Uh, and by the way, when there was violence there, there were gangs of leftists with masks on before Wuhan carrying big clubs to beat people with that were attacking cars and attacking protesters. And there were bad people on both sides, too. There were good people on both sides because some were about historical preservation. And the left was there to tear it down and to attack violently anyone that would impede them. Now, Jonathan Turley, who you may be familiar with, he's a law professor extraordinaire, and he's written a piece celebrating Sylvania. National Park Service moves to remove statue of Penn. And it is, this is just anti-American, un-American. The park was built by the Friends of Independence National Historical Park in 1982 to celebrate the 300th anniversary of the founding of Pennsylvania with the arrival of William Penn's ship, which was called Welcome. Welcome. The Democrats would burn it. Now, in August of 1682, William Penn took 100 passengers and 36 crew members on a harrowing voyage from Deal, England, to Pennsylvania. It took roughly 58 days, this crowded ship, only 120 feet long and 24 feet wide, with 136 people on board. The 100 passengers and 36 crew, mostly part of religious society of Friends, or Quakers. You know, the uh, Quakers run Sidwell Friends Private School, not far from this radio station, where who the Obama girls went there, right? And lots of Democrat uh, rich kids go there. And uh, so they were fleeing religious tyranny, and uh, now we've got it here. So this is uh, quite extraordinary that the Democrats want to tear down the history of Pennsylvania. They're coming for us, one statue, one state at a time. They, you know, Nancy Pelosi ordered that a bunch of portraits be taken down from the Capitol because they were of racist people, and statues be removed from the Capitol because they were of racist people. And the news media failed to mention that every single one of them, portrait and statue that was removed, was a Democrat because the racist history of the United States is the history of the Democrat Party. And the racist news media, which doesn't report the news but puts out Democrat Party press releases masquerading as journalism, uh, just extraordinary stuff. So now Jonathan Turley writes, I personally think, and and. I mentioned the reason they're doing it is because they want to celebrate. They're always celebrating everything while they're burning and tearing stuff down. The Shawnee Native American tribe, the American Indian tribe, the the Shawnee and the Eastern Shawnee tribe of Oklahoma, but never mind that. And they want to celebrate Indians. And they and and as Jonathan, Jonathan Turley uh, points out, the obvious I think that you can observe and celebrate, respect Native American nations, tribes and still celebrate William Penn without tearing a statue down. 
you know, maybe you guys put up an Indian memorial, then uh, another mob will come along and promise uh, to tear that down as soon as they secure power. You people are a danger to Western civilization and certainly the United States of America. Just amazing stuff. You know, they don't want the statue, the Penn statue, and the slate roof house model will be removed and not reinstalled in the name of inclusion. This is literally what they're saying now. Jonathan Turley writes, I personally think that including contextual elements on the Native American tribes is a good idea. That can be achieved without the removal of the Penn statue, and hopefully the National Park Service can still be convinced to opt for a design that still remains the focus on, that still retains the focus on Penn and the ship, which was the worthy purpose of the park when it was created only in the 1980s, mind you. The story of Penn and these families is worthy of celebration, and it's an example of the strength and bravery of families who came to these shores in search of freedom and opportunity. But the left is here now, and they're tearing everything down. That's your Democrat Party. They're an awful bunch of people, aren't they? Now let's go to the uh, Democrat Party congressman, James Clyburn, who was on with Jake Tapper. Jake Tapper is a former Democrat Capitol Hill staffer and now a CNN anchor. Not to be confused with Jim Shudo, who's a CNN anchor and a former Obama administration official. Not to be confused with, the list goes on and on. Honestly. You know, Dana Bash was married to an Obama administration official, Jeremy Bash, who was one of the criminals that signed on to that felonious 51 letter running an information operation against the American people on the lead-up to Election Day about the reporting on Hunter Biden's laptop. Uh, the liars are everywhere and well-positioned. All right, so let's go to James Clyburn. He was on with Jake Tapper, Democrat, Capitol Hill staffer, and now Democrat news anchor. And um, talking about Joe Biden now going to a church in South Carolina because a madman named Dylan Roof, who was inspired by video games, went to first a community college where he wanted to commit a massacre but found that there was armed security there, so he fled the community college where they had armed security and he went to a church where there was no armed security. Turned out the church was a black church. He murdered nine people, all of them African-Americans, and the Democrats see this as an opportunity. Nine years later, it was 2015 that this took place. And here's Jake Tapper with his Democrat Party pal. It's a Democrat Party circle fest in a hot tub. Uh, scheming to blame Republicans and Trump for a nine-year-old murder, ignoring, you know, a, a weekend where 11 people are murdered in Chicago. Jake Tapper. Let's start uh, with President Biden's trip tomorrow to historic Mother Manual AME Church. What are you hoping to hear from President Biden? And is it fair to tie in any way what happened at the Emanuel AME Church to Donald Trump? Donald Trump had barely launched his campaign when that attack happened. Uh, who's blaming Trump for it? Well, listen to James. Well, the Democrats are. Uh, and again, this Dylan Roof guy went crazy because of video games that he was watching. 
And he was a mental case. He murdered nine people for no reason. What more do you need to know about what kind of a mental case the guy is? And here comes James Clyburn with a tortured stretch trying to somehow tie Donald Trump, who was just barely done with his NBC show and just announced he's going into politics. But the Democrats, the party of lynching black people from trees, the Klan, the party of the Confederate States of America, um, here's James Clyburn. I think it is very clear uh, that Donald Trump's utterances uh, way back before Charlottesville, or at the time of Charlottesville, ties him uh, to uh, what happened uh, at Mother Emanuel. The fact of the matter is that young man went into that church's basement, joined with those worshipers in Bible study, and murdered them. And he said at the time that he was attempting to create a race war. Now, I don't know whether he said that or not. Probably not. James Clyburn is not uh, altogether cogent or, you know, it, it, it's, uh, he's an embarrassment uh, to the Congress and the news media is fine with that. Now, Charlottesville was two years after Dylan Roof, so the timeline makes no sense at all. The uh, Dylan Roof shot and murdered nine people in 2015. Charlottesville was 2017. Didn't James Clyburn just say that what Donald Trump said about, about Charlottesville uh, somehow inspired Dylan Roof two years earlier? And uh, because Jake Tapper doesn't follow the news and he's not a journalist, he's a Democrat who gets paid to be on TV to be a Democrat. Uh, just, just amazing. And then James Clyburn, again, Charlottesville confusing Charlottesville with something that happened two years prior. Donald Trump looked at those people in Charlottesville and said that there were good people on both sides. And those people were uttering things like, Jews will not replace us. Jews. That is a religion. What? The AME Church, Emmanuel, that is religion. And Donald Trump has said things uh, in support of those activities that ties him closely uh, to what happened at Mother Emanuel. N- uh, that is, uh, that is um, just about the dumbest stinking thing I've ever heard a dumb politician ever say. So, uh, first of all, here's what Donald Trump said about good people on both sides. In 2017, keeping in mind that the shooting at the church was 2015, so somehow the time traveler, Dylan Roof, checked in on 2017, then time-traveled back to 2015, where he went to shoot up a community college but found armed security there, so he went to a nearby church. And uh, here uh, is what Donald Trump actually said two years after the AME church. You had some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group, excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did. Excuse me, excuse me, I saw the same pictures as you did, but but what, uh, you're you're saying that these terrible people are good people? They said the Jews will not, they love that line. Now the Democrats are waging like a Hamas-style jihad against Jews in America, but they still hang their kufis on this this thing from how many years ago. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. 
But you had many people in that group other than neo-Nazis and white nationalists, okay? And the press has treated them absolutely unfairly. The press treated unfairly, sir. I'm sorry, I just didn't understand what you were saying. You were saying the press has treated white nationalists unfairly? No. I just didn't understand what you were saying. No. You don't understand what he's saying? Do you not speak any English at all? That was a Washington News reporter. Now, what did I just say? What was my last sentence, you dim-witted bimbo, you? Honestly, are you saying, uh, I really do not understand anything that is said? Maybe journalism is not the right line of work for you. Extraordinary. But that's where Joe Biden is going to fan the flames of Democrat Party racial discord. And Dylan Roof, the time traveler, according to James Clyburn, and Jake Tapper, who doesn't know, what does he know? About 2017 versus 2015. Uh, uh, uh. It is good to be a Democrat, isn't it? That's your news media. That's your Democrat party. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kleiber in there saying that uh, Trump's words of 2017 inspired a killer in 2015. I think it is very clear uh, that Donald Trump's utterances uh, way back before Charlottesville, or at the time of Charlottesville, the time of Charlottesville. ties him uh, to uh, what happened uh, at Mother Emanuel. Yeah. All right. Every day is an IQ test. He just fell through the floorboards on that one. That is, that's your Democrat Party. Uh, the words of 2017 inspired an act in 2015. That's magic. And Jake, now, he doesn't know what year it was. He doesn't know that uh, one came before the other. Jake Tapper doesn't either. They're not smart people. They just have the jobs. Let's. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, but let's go to Marco calling from Springfield, Virginia, Marco, you're on the Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris. Thanks for the time I call. Happy New Year to you, Mrs. Thanks. I have to say that uh, Clyburn is nothing but a clown and a racist pig. Uh, <laughs> his only qualification for uh, endorsing uh, Joe Biden was that he pick a vice president, a woman of color or a black woman. The only qualification for a Supreme Court justice is that it be a black woman. The only justification for replacing patronizing uh, or plagiaristic gay and at Harvard will be a black woman. I, I have a question for him. Is that the only qualification for those positions, or do you have a brain in your head? Because we're not getting representation. We're just getting a bunch of racist garbage from a clown who's a disgrace to South Carolina. Well, that sums it up pretty well. Thank you, Marco. Yeah, and look, this is DEI. This is critical race theory. This is why people have objected to it a long time. And this is why they're afraid that their rice bowl is being broken with Claudia Gay, Claudine Gay at uh, Harvard University. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to ten. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.